Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. What is going on, everybody? Uh, week off for me last week, but we are back for the Unreasonable Odds podcast. Uh, I'm Julian Edlow, and you may recognize, if you're watching, our guest who came on. And uh, we had a v- very good March Madness, uh, Nick Greeley. You can find him on Twitter, at Turnstone Capper. Uh, Nick's now here to cover some NBA playoffs with us. Nick, how you doing, man? Doing great, Julian. How are you doing this afternoon? I'm doing well. It's Thursday afternoon at noon on the East Coast as we record this. I'm doing well, but I do have some money tied up in the Lakers, and I'm getting extremely nervous. Uh, so even though that's the later game, that's that's where I want to start this one off. Um, I, I've never I've never seen you tell me if I'm wrong. I've never seen a series line swing like this in a series because. You know, the Lakers were, you know, minus 150, minus 160, minus 170 favorites kind of moving around in the series as the road team. But we kind of knew that. Uh, And we we almost expected the Lakers to lose game one. And they did just that. It was it was baked into that line. They were they were road underdogs and then road favorites in game two coming right back. We know how these LeBron teams operate. Everything went to script. Lakers took game three, game two on the road, game three at home. Now they're minus 800, minus 900 series favorites. They're going to win game four at home and eventually close this out no matter however many games it takes. Then Anthony Davis gets injured. Then the Lakers get blown off the floor and look miserable without him. And now the Lakers are underdogs in the series. They get mopped in that game five in in Phoenix. And, uh, you know, now we're sitting at what on DK Sportsbook? Plus 220 for the Lakers, minus 286 for the Suns. Um just overall your thoughts on the series so far before we even touch on the games or the series lines and what do you think going into game six about Davis's status and how do you feel if he does or doesn't play right uh like you said I I kind of expected the Suns to get out to a hot start in Phoenix and they did just that because LeBron's known to just come out and try to get a feel for the teams and, and everything uh they bounced back game two Game three, they took care of business, and then game four, AD got hurt and kind of flipped the script on everything. Um, I think this is a Sun series now. I, I like the Lakers when they were up 2-1, um, but AD going out, and, you know, even if he comes back tonight, I honestly think if that moves a line like plus five, somewhere there, I'd probably be looking to back the Suns because I don't know if he's going to be 100%. And if he is, he's probably just going to stay around the perimeter and not do a lot. 
So honestly, I'd like the Suns tonight. I think it is a Suns series, series, but you know what to say about LeBron is the key here. He left last game early. Uh, you know, so I, either, I, LeBron's either checked all the way out, right, or he just left early and hit the reset button. Is like, all right, I'm gonna have to get ready to throw this team on my back for two games if we're gonna get this done. That's what I'm, I, that's and that's what it is. It's fifty fifty for me. You know, also you gotta look at the longevity of his career and then being the seventh seed and where they're at and how much energy and effort he's gonna have to exert just to get him to the finals this season. You know, he's gotta be asking himself, is it even worth it for the longevity of his career? So uh, you gotta put that into the playing cards as well. Yeah, I'm pretty terrified, and the the point of hedging is 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 past. So I'm I'm pretty much riding the Lakers ship at this point. I'm hoping that. Uh, if I'm Anthony Davis, whether I'm 40% or 80%, I'm on the floor just oh, because yeah. I feel like I have, I have something to prove. I've got this knock of, you know, being kind of soft, getting injured my whole career. And even, you know, nobody knows this better than the, the DFS community who invests in him individually, that he starts games out and leaves and does not return with whatever, a groin just like last game. And he'll try and maybe play through it tonight. He can't go to the locker room. He can't afford to not go 35, 40 minutes in this game and just give it everything that he has. So I don't necessarily know what that means. Like you said, if he's closer to 40% than 80, that then it's just going to be just as ugly as, as game five was. Um, I don't have many thoughts. My, my thoughts are that I hope LeBron can throw this team on his back and get it done if you're a Lakers backer like myself in this series – that, you know, better at the beginning, got in after the game one loss, kind of knowing that this was going to get to the 2-1 point where it, it, it did and things didn't go as planned from there. The other thing that I would look at is potentially the player prop market, um, If particularly if Davis plays, because if Davis plays, then less is going to be expected of LeBron, whereas I think LeBron still has to carry the, the majority of the load. So I'm just – I'm bringing this up on the fly right now, but oh, boy. 48 and a half points, rebounds, and assists is a lot. Plus 115 for the over. I don't know if I can get to that. Boy. Any thought on that? That's higher than ever. I, I honestly would go under on that. Yeah. I don't think I could play that over there. You know, I, 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 don't, I don't think LeBron's – I know it was like nine games in a row or something in the playoffs. LeBron didn't go over 25 points. I'll be honest. I don't know if LeBron's going to reach 30 points. The cash that app. That's, that's you said that's points, rebounds, and assists, correct? Yep. Yeah, you'd be looking at like 30, 10, 10 there. That's 50. It's a stretch. Yeah. It's a big game. Um all right. Yeah. So that I mean I I don't have much else to say about this one other than I'm scared and I'm I'm pulling for the Lakers. <laughs> a more exciting series and a more back and forth series. Denver and Portland, uh, big game six in Portland. Obviously, that last one was a wild uh, game five in Denver. I know that you were on Denver minus two in that game. And that one, you know, congrats. You won it. That just turned into one of those games where it becomes a coin flip and uh, you hope that you're on the right side. Um, so I know that we we talked on Monday, I think, and uh, – this is we both kind of like before game five, before Denver won game five. I know we both liked Portland in game six. Line's a little bigger than I was hoping it would be with the five points. Um, minus two ten money line for Portland. Where are you at on this one? Because I think Portland wins this game. It's just a big number. 
I think the five's insane, to be honest with you. Um, man, I, it's a devastating loss for them. For Dame to do what Dame did and for them to go out and double right. over them after, you know, they were down 22 in the first half. Like, first off, the comeback was insane. And everything after that was just even crazier. Um, so the start is really key for them tonight. I would say Portland wins tonight, but that five, man, I think that five's a lot. I, I could easily see a Portland win here and a Denver cover. If I had to bet it, I'd probably take the five with Denver. Yeah, five's too many for me five. to lay. Like you said, though, I mean, these are both kind of good first quarter teams uh, over the course of the, the season. Um I could see maybe a Portland first quarter or first half play to, you know, just lay fewer points because the number is so big. Right. Yeah. Portland's it, it, it all translates in, in my opinion, you know, Portland starts out hot and they, they get going early, then it probably carries over. They probably win this game. The second half, probably close to the cover. So like you said, getting a shorter number earlier, earlier on first quarter, first half, that's probably the better look. Um, series wise. I mean, it's, easier to lean Denver right now, even if we don't like them outright tonight, just because you got the game seven at home in your back pocket. And it's always tough to go against a a team that has that. Uh, But series wise with the number, I mean, Portland plus 200, it's priced appropriately. It's essentially priced for a Portland, Portland two game parlay. So it's not necessarily value, but anything you like on, on the series. Well, going or even if you don't like anything, you can just go with a prediction. Going into last game, I think Portland was the favorite, like minus 130 to win the series. And I didn't really yeah. agree with that, considering Denver still had two games at home. Uh, you know, I don't think there's a lot of value on Portland here. I, I think if Denver loses tonight, I think they're going to win game seven. I, I think either Denver closes it out tonight or, or the next game. I lean game seven, them closing it out. But, yeah, I can't really look Portland here. Yeah, not much value on the series line, in in my opinion. Um so this, I mean, I wouldn't say this is as much of a prop game, but one thing that I do want to bring up is fading, you know, when, when role players play well and their prop just continues to rise, finding the right time to, to fade them. So it's tough because Denver doesn't have many guards, but like Austin Rivers, another, you know, big game, 10 and a half points, like, I don't know. He's going to kind of bust eventually, but it's tough when a guy gets that many minutes to say they're not going to get to double digit points. Yeah, give credit where credit's due, man. Rivers, Rivers has been hooping. He's been playing great. He made some clutch shots down the stretch. Uh, last <laughs> Knicks could have used him. <laughs> yeah, the Knicks definitely could have used his playmaking ability. Um, I would say, yeah, I'd probably go over on 10 and a half. That feels kind of low to me, honestly. Yeah. I don't, this is a tough prop game. Um, so, all right. I mean, that covers the the Thursday uh, slate. You seem to lean. We will see a game seven in Denver. We will not see a game seven in Phoenix. Um, is there anything you want to get? Is there anything that you're you're loading up on for for Thursday night that you want to want to bring up, or do you want to just move on to the rest of the series? Uh, probably just move on to the rest of the series. I thought I thought tonight was was we have two hard games on our hands tonight. Walking happy, you know. Questions up in the air about AD, and then how are the Blazers going to bounce back? I say the night's a pretty good pass. Lean Nuggets plus five, and probably lean Suns shutting out Lakers tonight. All right, there you go. Um, yeah. This is a series that we were talking about where we said uh, maybe the road game could win every game in this series. And here we are five games in, and a home team is yet to win a game. I, this one is 
somewhat baffling to me. Um, I know that you began this series very high on the Clippers and played and obviously lost the Clippers in game one. Um, but then you correctly, I know you told me if Mavericks are seven and a half, you're going Mavericks game five. And that one was outright. Uh, I have been on the wrong side of some in this series. I did snag uh, the Clippers in game four. I think it was at, at minus three and cash that that's the line again for game six on DK Sportsbook. Clippers minus three. I, I think that the Clippers are a generally a team that bounces back well from losses. So I lean to the Clippers here, but um, nothing that seems the way it is has been the way we thought it would be in this series. So anything for you going into game six, I'm thinking about betting the Clippers, but that makes me pretty nervous. Clippers game as is the uh, spread out yet for that game. Three. Is that minus three? My it's minus three on, on, uh, DK, it might have moved from two and a half. I know there are two and a half still out there. Yeah, that um, is getting my money because I, I would have to play Clippers in this spot. In my opinion, like we saw when they were down 2-0 and they went to Dallas and played much better. It's like when when the pressure is on them to win the game, like they just – it's it's so funny to be watching them play, man. Like last night they were up 75-73, and then just like that, Mavericks 89-75, going into the fourth. You know, so and and give credit where credit is due. Luca assisted or scored up 31 out of the 37 made shots for Dallas last night. That is insane. Mm-hmm. My opinion, you, you got to throw doubles at him next game. You got to put Kawhi on him. You just got to do whatever you can to stop it. Slow him down. Make everyone else beat you because they all go off him. Um, I think Tyler makes adjustments. I think we see it. I, I lean Clippers winning the next two games. I definitely be putting money on the next game minus three. So I'm, uh, we can just give that out as a play, essentially. Clippers minus three on Friday night because that's something that I'm going to bet. Um, I might even just lock it in on Thursday afternoon um, because like the last game in Dallas, that one went up. I think it closed three and a half. Every game money has came in on them late. I, I waited to like the very last second yesterday for Dallas and it even moved like plus eight. So oh, wow. people, yeah, the money has been coming on them fast and heavy. So here is the... Last question, I guess, about this series. You mentioned something that I agree with, that the Clippers need their backs against the wall to perform in, in any capacity. So does that mean that they will do something on the fourth try that they have not done in the first three tries and win a home game seven? Because you can, you know, if the Clippers win and cover, or, well, they don't need to cover, but if they win that game six on Friday night in Dallas, they will once again be seven, seven and a half point favorites at home for that game seven. If you already like the Clippers in that game and want to get value on them, you can maybe take a piece of your Clippers minus three bet and lay it on the Clippers plus one thirty five for the series. And if we're if we're right about game six, you got a great, great number on that game seven. Um, but are they worth it? I would say, yeah, I, it, getting involved with the spread in game seven is something I definitely wouldn't want a part of. Exactly. Because it's probably going to be like a one, two, a max three possession game down the stretch. Probably not a lot of margin. So, yeah, I would look that way. That's what I – by the time this – like, that spread could get to eight maybe for a game seven, especially if the Clippers look impressive in the game six win. Um, So, if you made me bet the potential game seven, I'm probably betting Dallas with with the points. But I do think the Clippers win the game. So, I – the reason that I haven't bet the spread for game six yet is because I'm trying to figure out 
how much I'm going to balance the the minus three and the plus 135 series line because I do want a piece of just the Clippers winning that game seven and having a good number and not having to deal with the points exactly like you said. Yeah, I'd probably, me personally, I'd probably be a little heavier next game because I do think we see a lot of margin next game versus where game seven is probably a tighter game. I'm not too scared about the Clippers going down. So we've already seen it. They've went in there twice. They've won twice. Um, I mean, it all comes down to defense, man. It, it, can they stop the Mavs uh, from a high rate of three? I mean, they've been hot. Every game they've won, they've been hot. So yep. hold on shooters, do what you got to do. Let Kawhi and PG get 25, 30 shots and win the game. So We're on the same page on this one. Um, we will see if they can get it done. So the two Eastern Conference series, second round series that have not start yet that we have in place uh, – Bucks and Nets tip off on Saturday night. Hawks and Sixers tip off on Sunday afternoon. These are both really interesting story uh, series with completely different storylines. Um, we pretty much get a full strength Nets versus a, a nearly, nearly full strength Bucks. Um, obviously, DiVincenzo helps a little bit, but I don't think that's anybody that's going to really change your opinion on these games and series. Uh, given the whether you, you know, However you feel about Embiid, given his status, this now essentially becomes what most would call the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, Nets minus 200 for the series, Bucks plus 160, uh, and I believe it's still a four-point spread. Yeah, the Nets are four-point home favorites in game one on Saturday night. The total in this game is 239.5 for Nets-Bucks game one. This is going to be a track meet. Mm-hmm. Um I'm heavily invested in the Nets to win the East. Uh, I've been kind of just getting in on that all season long and then got in at even money one more time before the postseason began. I'm sticking to that. I think that the trio of Irving Harden and Durant is unlike anything we've ever, ever seen. There's not a Draymond Green in that trio. There's not a uh, Dennis Rodman in that trio or a Kevin Garnett, as great as he was. Like, all three of those guys, you get the ball to, they can knock down threes, they can blow past you and get to the rim. They can hit the mid-range. Um, they can pass. I, I don't know how the Bucs are going to stop it. The Bucs, the, they played two games in Milwaukee recently towards the end of the regular season. The Bucs got narrow wins in both of those. However, James Harden did not play in either of those games, and that is a – you can't even count them, um, in my opinion. The, the Having all three of these guys on the floor at the same time is a must – for the Nets. If one of these guys gets dinged up in the, in this series, I, I now suddenly lean bucks, but I'm, I'm still all about the Nets in this series, given where we're at. Um, I don't know if I'm going to lay the four in game one or not, but uh, any thoughts overall on this series? I think it's a Nets series. Uh, I'd say they probably get it done at six or seven. I think the bucks can pose a real issue with, with their uh, height and size. Um, like you said, the Bucks did beat them twice the last two times they played about a month ago, but no Harden. So, I mean, that obviously changes things. And I, I actually had money um, on the Bucks that game, and I was like, man, when Harden gets back, this is a different type of game, which it is. And I do think that's when the series – game one, you know, other than the Bucks having a you know a little over a week of rest, I, I like them in game one. Um, then, then that's, you know – can make adjustments going in the game too. I will say this is kind of a slimier way to make money, but I do think the Bucks steal one in Brooklyn and they're sitting on the money. Like there'll be like plus 160 plus 170 each game. So, I mean, if you, if you put, you know, one unit on each, 
you probably come out plus plus money there. I doubt they go down 2-0 going into Milwaukee. All right, that's fair. Um, let me see. Well, they're not quite as high right now on drafting as you would think. Plus 138. So money came in on it. Yeah. So you can, I mean, you can squeeze out 0. 0.3, 0. 0.4 units there if you're if you're right on them stealing one of those games. Um, yeah, I, I, for me, I don't, this is going to be a track a track meet, obviously, Absolutely. judging by that total. Um, and the Bucks became scarier. Like I thought, Miami had a decent chance in that first round. And the Bucks just manhandled them. So I, Milwaukee becomes much larger of a threat than I anticipated. I guess to the Nets in this series, but I'm still I'm still heavy heavy Nets. And you know, I think that the game. I think that any game you think the Nets are going to win, you can just bet the Nets on the spread. Like I don't think they're going to have you know. Like you said, if you if you're gonna bet bucks, go with the money line. Nets, I think you can just take them on the spread because they there's so many possessions in these games and there's gonna be so many points put up. I just think covering these narrow numbers is gonna be, you know, not too tough. And it judging by the four point spread, this also means we're gonna see the Nets as slight underdogs in Milwaukee, I would guess, in games three and four. So those become pretty enticing money lines to me, especially if your thought process, you like the Nets in the series but you think the Bucs steal one early. That means Brooklyn's winning some games in Milwaukee. Yep. Um, I, I agree. I think, I think there's margin. Either either way you go, when it's Milwaukee, they probably win with margin, and Brooklyn's probably Brooklyn with margin. You know, they probably split each game. It's probably 2-2. We probably see some blowouts. I don't think these, you know, especially with, the, with these high totals, because it'll be a track meet. If one team's cold and other team's going, we can be looking at like a 15 and 20 point win without a doubt. All right, so here's an interesting one that I want to bring up. Total games play. You can DraftKings Sportsbook. You can do series winner, series correct score, game spreads. Um, total games played is a tab. Over five and a half games. So to get this to go to six or seven games is minus one thirty nine. So that just means neither team sweeping or winning four one at minus one thirty nine. Um, if you think this is going to be competitive at that's a pretty fair price right there. I think that's a great prop. And that price is great too. I, I don't see 4-1. I definitely don't see 4-0 here. Should be 2-2 going into game five, in my opinion. So yeah, I, I would be looking to bet that for sure. That's a great price. That's a and like you said, if it is 2-2, you win the bet in four games. You don't even get out of there. I will say <laughs> last year in the bubble, one of my more frustrating losses, I did win on the series, but that Miami Milwaukee series. I bet Miami. I had Miami plus 400 in that series, and I was like, great, perfect. But uh, because I thought Miami would be competitive but maybe not win, I took the over five and a half games at, like, minus 140 in that series, and Miami was so good that they won it in five, and I wound up losing money back on that even though I profited on the 400. So be a little careful, but this is a tough one to see not going at least six games. Absolutely. Um, Okay. Last series in the East, and this one gets pretty interesting. Um, Atlanta at Philly tips off on Sunday afternoon. Atlanta's a two-and-a-half-point road dog. Um, Philly minus 137 on the money line, total 221. The series line has already – Hawks have been taking some money. It was plus 165, and now it's plus 155. Philly's minus 200. Um, in terms of the game spread, like you can get – I'm trying to find the most fairly priced one. Like 
you can get the Hawks plus one and a half games at minus 129. You can get Philly minus one and a half games at even money. Um, I like betting the Hawks at plus 155 in this series. I And the reason why is because Joel Embiid torn meniscus is not day-to-day. That is more of a week-to-week, and that gives Atlanta time to steal one of these games in, in Philly. I would be shocked if this isn't 1-1 coming out of Philly, and then who knows if Embiid plays, and if he does, what percentage he's at. Um, and the Hawks looked fantastic beating the Knicks. The Knicks did not look good. Knicks looked awful, but the Hawks looked good. Um, I, I like them in this series because I don't think Joel Embiid is is going to be there. That's the bottom line. Yeah, watching every Knicks-Hawks team and then watching the 76 versus Wizards with Embiid, I said, man, the gap of these teams is huge, and I'd be looking at, like, probably a gentleman's sweep of 4-1. You're taking Embiid out of the photo or out of the picture, and, man, this team is a lot worse, and the Hawks are just rolling with confidence. We saw Trey Young last night go for 30-plus. The whole team's feeding off that, and, you know, they actually match up really well at every position, um, especially without Embiid. So I think the Hawks are going to be, you know, pretty competitive in this series as long as Embiid's not in there. And, you know, how healthy is he going to be because the meniscus hair is not something to take lightly. Um, so like you said, without Embiid in there, I got to be looking at the Hawks here, plus one and a half games, probably a pretty good bet. Um, they probably steal one in Philadelphia, and then they carry the momentum into the A and, and probably go 1-1 one, one or 2-0 oh, even. So so a similar prop, the over five and a half games, if we think this one could go to 6-7, minus 143. So even, I'm, that's I can't point. believe this one is that, that's just a little not- bit higher. That, that's shocking to me. This one, I probably – I'm not even close to as confident in this one. Uh, so for it to be minus 143 versus my, minus 139, that's just – that's shocking to me. That's what I'm saying. People think that – so that indicates that Philly and Atlanta should be a closer series than Milwaukee-Brooklyn. Um, go figure. But they're, clo- they're priced similarly. Um, yeah. any, any feels for – so you – it sounds like you might be going Bucks money line game one. Uh, I'll be on the two units for the spread. I won't be touching okay. them, but I do like them outright. Um, I don't really bet a whole lot of underdogs. This is not really what I do. I like I just take spreads, just add a little more units to it. Yep. But yeah, I definitely think they're gonna win out. I think they're gonna win outright game one. That I think they're gonna cover for certain. So, and then uh, so for Sunday, I, I'm not. I don't think I'm going to have anything on the spread uh, game one, Milwaukee, Brooklyn. I'll be, I guess, cheering for the nets, but I won't be surprised if they don't get that one, which is why you're on the box. Um, I'm going to bet Atlanta game one, uh, most likely on the money line. I just think they're rolling right now. And Philly has much more to be concerned about. Uh, and, you know, if you're going to bet some on the series, that's great, but we could see him beat at some point. It's very unlikely that we see him beat on, on Sunday, given the status of his knee. So I, I think the Hawks to steal game one on the road here is uh, probably will be the same size play for me as, as the Clippers in game six against Dallas. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I will be, I probably won't be betting the Hawks, you know, until I see the status of Embiid and everything like that. But I would lean Hawks game one as well. I just think they keep that momentum going. Trey's confident. The team's confident. They match up great. You know, Philly's, you know, in the back of their head, they got to be thinking when we get Embiid back. So that's, I, I mean, let's put that 
um, I don't even know. I don't even have the word in my head, but let's put that out there right now. The Hawks are not a bet until Joel Embiid is out. Um, once I get that news, I will immediately go bet the Hawks, though. Uh, so that's the plan there. Um, before we get out of here, I guess any any series thoughts? Any um, you know, if this this and this happens and we get this matchup, this is a bet I'm really looking forward to. Any to win the East, win win the West. Like, is the, is there anything in futures wise jumping out to you, or anything that you're any matchup that or situation that you're hoping we get because you have a bet in mind for it. Right. You said uh, the Nets were minus 200 when the series was the Bucks, correct? Yep. You know, in a perfect world for me, it's, it's Bucks game one, they win it. And then I want to look Nets for the series. I do think right. they win that series. Um, I love your, the one, the East bet. I think whoever wins this beats Philly and then they're off to the championship. Um, if it's so Philly. Yeah, yeah. If you know, even if if Philly beats the Hawks, you know, <laughs> you gotta wait on that. Um, you know, just for a future thing, I I, I hope to see the Jazz um, versus the Suns in the championship for the West. I think that'd be a great series. A lot of points, a lot of good offense, a lot of overs there. Um, a lot of games of margin with the tight line, kind of similar to the Nets Bucks, like we were saying. So, so yeah, I hope to see. Uh, I, my prediction would probably be Philly if it beats healthy versus the Nets, Nets championship, um, then Jazz versus Phoenix, and Jazz probably go on, and Jazz probably play the Nets in the championship. That's my prediction. Interesting. Okay. Um, yeah, that's kind of, I mean, it might not work. It looks like it's not going to work, but that Nets uh, Bucks theory is pretty much the same as Suns Lakers. Wait for the Suns to take game one and then take Lakers series line. We got an AD injury. Hopefully we don't get a, a, K, a KD injury or a whatever in, in that series. But I'm, I'm with you there, even though I'm heavily invested in the Nets in the East. If they drop game one, I, I will certainly be coming back with that series line. So I'm on the same page with you there. Um, and then Hawks wise, like, you know, if the Hawks steal game one, uh, let's say Embiid's out. We bet the Hawks, Hawks win cover game one. Um, but then we get news that Embiid is going to be coming back. Now you can start to take a look at a Sixer series line, which once you get news like that will move quickly. But like, if you act on that news, um, you know, if Embiid comes back and looks decent, uh, and, and Atlanta has a lead in that series, even if it's, even if it's later in the series, Atlanta's up two one in the series, let's say, and we get Embiid coming back. That's something that I'll be looking for to maybe get a live, uh, Sixer series line, if Embiid comes back with any kind of time for Philly to have hope if they do trail. Absolutely. I agree with you. Um, all right. That covers it, man. These, these NBA playoffs have been, have been wild. Um, we got some, some huge game sixes coming on Thursday night. Uh, we got that Clippers play for you guys on, on Friday and obviously Saturday and Sunday, some big game ones. Uh, so he is Nick Greeley. I am Julian Edlow. Uh, you can follow Nick on Twitter at Turnstone Capper. This is the Unreasonable Odds podcast presented by DraftKings. Hope that we helped you guys out a little bit, and we will be back next week with some more NBA for you guys. Mm-hmm.